Dear human, dear soul, I welcome you to my podcast series, Conversations with the Universe. Since a near-death experience, I have the gift to communicate with subtle levels of the cosmos. The knowledge from these for us invisible forms of energy I capture in my books and it is now a great pleasure for me to share this knowledge, these conversations with you as a supplement to the books. Please excuse me if the terms and articulations are not perfect. Our mother tongue is German, but we try to translate it to the best of our abilities. Thank you. Dear friend of the Indians, the wrong form, isn't that something that touches up in the subject of birth? Of course. Okay, so please begin to speak now how you wish and what you wish. Life always entails the experience of danger. The experience of this risk is a test of trust for the soul and of its readiness to truly live expansion. For if you do not trust in the cosmic processes, you cannot pass the tests that life brings. And if you are not willing to do so, you cannot do this either. Therefore, life is a constant appeal to the soul to experience the wonder of life fully and in deep devotion through this readiness. This is just given as an introduction. But that which we are really here to describe is an exceptional set of problems that a soul can experience during birth into a body, when there are sibling bodies present, so that confusion or conscious switches can occur. For here, as everywhere, the principle of free will applies. The souls carry these tools with them always. This means that free will either liberates or confines the energy of a soul depending on which decision it takes. The existence of two or more fetuses in a mother's body presents an opportunity of choice for the souls involved. Often the frequency of the developing body has a harmonic or disharmonic perfect on the soul. But if there are several opportunities to create harmony, the choice of the right body can present a challenge. Hence, when the souls have a choice between several fetuses, it sometimes occurs that two souls choose the same one. And then it is a question of the free will and the power of trust and the basic readiness that decides who ultimately receives The body. Thus ensues a sort of power struggle because the other body also resonates with the soul. Do you understand? Yes, I understand. That means that one of them is maybe perhaps 100% in harmony with the soul energy and the other one only 99%. Can this be? Although I'm surprised that something like this exists because If something is not 100% in harmony or resonance, then another soul should get into the body. Because then the attraction was not strong enough. How could something like that happen? 
it could happen because the decision to incarnate into this body is not taken in a single moment, oh. as you know. Hmm. To go in and out of the body during pregnancy is a very important process in the choice of the right form. All energies make use of this possibility in order to familiarize themselves with the confinement and with the physical energy of the parents. But back to your question. The joys of the body into which you incarnate takes place from around the fourth month after conception. But the final choice of the body when more than one is available takes place over a long period of time. Therefore, now that the filling of this form is not a case of 100% or 99%, as you like to put it, this process is a very long and drawn-out process that only reaches its conclusion during the last hours before birth. So if you present several choices of a body that a soul can inhabit, the souls will choose among those. Okay, I understand. Is this only a matter of free will? If, for example, one soul has chosen from X and the other form Y, and then the soul who had chosen Y changes to its mind at the last moment and goes for the form X, how could that happen? This depends on the energy of the soul involved. Hmm. All choices are driven by energy, as you know. Yes. So then the soul that changes its mind at the last moment never did this accidentally, right? No. Hmm. There are very few examples in which this was a mix-up. Mm -hmm. But when a mix-up did happen, it, would le it was less a problem of misaligned energy For to confuse one thing with another, these things must be very, very similar indeed. I understand. That means in such a case, it is not the case of form X goes into form Y and form Y goes into X, but it is more a case of XA and XB because they are so similar and that is less problematic as when X goes into Y. Exactly. Well, okay, but what exactly happens? Can you explain this to me in baby steps, maybe? <laughs> what happens in such a moment? When exactly is this decision made? I can do this, and with pleasure. The being that wishes to live is seeking a suitable form. The constant in and out, in and out, and back again into the body, and back out again, slowly forms the decision of the soul. But once the mother goes into labor, a decision must be made. In these moments, the soul must choose one way or another. Whether it chooses the form and when there are several choices, which one it chooses This means that the time of labor is also the last chance of the souls to incarnate. Or not, as the case may be. As soon as the baby has begun to take breath, this soul is anchored to the body as tightly as a moving cork, as you like to say. Yes, <laughs> we already talked about the fact that the souls have about a year to change their minds anyway. Yes. What exactly does it mean winning the battle of the energies, if I may call it that bit 
blatantly. <laughs> when in the battle of the soul energies during these last moments, decisions are changed. One energy changes its mind and goes into the body that another energy, energy has chosen for itself. What does it mean for both of them now? This will be exhausting for the souls involved because like a bird that had wanted to become a fish and the fish that wanted to become a bird, their individual expectations have not been quite met and sometimes they cannot even be realized mm. completely. Mm. If, for example, one of the souls choose a male body but at the last moment had to incarnate into a female body because its willpower was not strong enough to prevail against the willpower of the other soul, then this will have an impact on all of the decisions of its future life. Every breath it takes will be in a warped world. And what advice can we give those people? That they should become themselves. Because only then their inner power will fully unfold in the way it was before incarnation. For only then can this energy truly live. Everything that came before is only the frustrating search for an answer to the one great question. What is wrong with this picture? And when these people have become themselves, what is the gift of the cosmos for them? that they truly live the energy of all they really are. If you want to develop the example even further, the soul that had initially chosen a male body, but then landed in a female body, will live this male energy wherever possible and vice versa. Then the energy of this soul begins to flow, to unfold, to purify and to receive all the wonderful presence of the cosmos but you can only receive them if you are clear about your identity. For even if this sounds confusing, the choice of the sex represents the most formative choice of form. You mean to say that this is the most important choice? Whether you go into a female body or into a male body, it's truly essential and really means to be equipped with quite different tools. Exactly. You said this very well. Well, thank you. Okay, so we should tell those people, please become yourself, whatever that may be, whatever that may mean, and live this energy that will then radiate from mm, your being. Exactly. Can you blame this energy that has overpowered you? Please tell me something about that. Yes, you can. Yes. But it is of no use because ultimately the decisive filter was your own energy so if you have lost energy wherever whenever however you are in principle a part of the story because through your weakened energy you have given the other soul the opportunity to overlap your impulses with their own do you understand yes well but I know you do not like it when we say another one is to blame. Exactly. There is no blame. Only unconscious reaction. Okay. But 
if despite this, these people feel that they have a bone to pick with this other soul, which would be understandable after all. What advice can you give them? Can you forgive them? Is there a ritual for <laughs> forgiveness? How exactly? What, what would you advise? <laughs> you make me laugh. <laughs> Forgive me. The most important thing would be to accept these circumstances. Because if you get bogged down into blame and explanations, you bind energy that would otherwise be available for your own growth. But the one crucial thing is to accept the cause for all these problems, that your own energy had been too weak to prevail at the moment. But it would be of little use to see this in a negative light. Look ahead and consider this realization as a call for your soul to purify your energy potential and with that to strengthen it. This is the true cause and this you can all remedy during your lifetime. That alone should be hope as well as gain. So you do not wish us to look back and get lost in regret but to look forward and make the best of the situation. Right? Exactly. Great, I understand. Well, but if these people still desire to perform rituals of forgiveness or something like that. No, <laughs> no, that is really not necessary. What do you mean? There's <laughs> nothing to forgive? No, <laughs> dear Sylvia, no. The cause lies in the energy potential of the soul that could not prevail against the will of another. Mm. That is the root of the problem. <sighs> And this is why you should not look at the external forms that cause grief, frustration, joyliness and hate. That would be a waste of energy. The goal should be the opposite of this. The building up of energies. The dissimulation, the unfolding, the enlargement. Okay, well, is there anything else that we need to know about this subject? No. Not really? I mean, would you like to say anything in closing? I always like to do this, <laughs> as you know. Life, dear humans is a challenge for all your energies. Mobilize them. Become who you are. Become what you are. Become how you are. And live these energies in the here and now without a thought to the past. And what is the next subject? A description of the unfolding of the soul energy as it has begun to leave the last incarnation. Wow, you mean when a soul has taken the decision never to incarnate again? Exactly. All souls walk this path. Wow. It is a turning point of their energy. I would like to describe the starting point because it still happens in life, but at the moment of transition. Wow. So do you mean to say with this that these people, of course, live a different life from others, but that they will also experience a different sort of transition? Exactly. This will be the next subject. Wow. Sounds very interesting. I'm very much looking forward to this. Thank you very, very much. Love. Thank you.
Thank you, Sylvia. Love.